Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text, as was stated earlier, was, is our gospel lesson for today from Matthew 28, 16 to 20. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, dear Christian friends, have you ever played the board game called Life? You get a car, you spin a dial, and you move places around the board. You get married, you have kids, you buy a house, you get regular paydays. And the winner is the one who has the most money at the end, and you retire at Millionaire Acres. But one of these first decisions that you make in that game is whether or not you're going to go into debt by going to college or just head out to the world and get started right away. Now, if you go to college, you typically have a much better paydays and more opportunities to make money throughout the game. Now, if you don't, you just save a bunch of money at the beginning and get a head start on the rest of the players in the game. But how you start the game of life makes a huge difference in how that game goes. And that's true in real life as well. How you start makes a huge difference in what happens to your life. And that was certainly true in the life of Jesus. How he began as a human being made a difference, a huge difference in what happened in his life. He didn't begin on his own but he, with the unity and activity of the whole Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus is the Son right from conception. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and the Father sends his Son to us. And that same triune God that is working together in his incarnation continues to do so throughout his life. His public ministry began with his baptism. What happens? The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove. The Father declares that Jesus is his beloved Son, and he is well pleased with him. Jesus began his mission of salvation together with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And all are active in completing our salvation. We see him regularly in prayer with his heavenly father, and the spirit is with him every step of the way. And then comes the days, the final days of his life. Now on the cross, Jesus is alone. Even his father has abandoned him, and he goes to hell for us. But you can see the Father, even in this abject loneliness and suffering, Jesus care, is carrying out the Father's will by going to that cross. And on Easter morning, the Father raises him from the dead. Later, Jesus ascends into heaven, and he sends the Holy Spirit into his church. Now, I've just rehearsed how Jesus began, continued, his life began, continued, and ended. 
It was in the unity of all the persons of the Trinity. I'm struck how the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all were working together on our behalf. If you would read through Scripture, you don't find a hint of jealousy, resentment, bitterness, anger, or strife in the Trinity. The three persons are wonderfully and mysteriously one God. Just prior to my leaving the seminary, Linda and I took a trip to a convent where the Catholic nuns made stoles. Beautiful stole, one I'm wearing today among the other ones. And we especially like the various patterns and the symbols of what we believe. And one of them that they had was a familiar knot that symbolizes the Trinity. Three circles, endlessly woven together in perfect unity. And sometimes a circle is made through the knots to emphasize how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one God. How Jesus began his earthly life made a huge difference in what happened in his life. From the beginning to the end, the Trinity was wonderfully united in action for us. And that is same is true for our lives. How we start makes a huge difference. And for us in the church, the triune God is our starting place. We begin by being baptized into the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What a difference that makes. First, Beginning with baptism makes a huge difference in how we as Christians see the world that we live in. We got the earth, as we talked about in the, in the Old Testament lesson, the stars, the animals, the plants, the universe, are not just nature of endless production of evolution, but we are all fearfully and, and wonderfully made by God. Each day we believe that God the Father is the creator of heaven and earth. We also believe God still cares for his creation. He doesn't watch from a distance, but keeps and protects us. Oh, sure, we see the wars and the natural disasters, the pollution and a dying world. We see hatred and violence that make us doubt where it's God. Or like that vi virus that we are experiencing this last few months, and the rioting and the burning in cities across the nation because of a senseless killing that took place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But when you begin by being baptized into the Father, you believe that a tree bearing fruit is a gift of God so that we have something to eat. Or you believe that that firefighter or that policeman is given by God to help keep danger at bay. Or you believe that the medicine that you buy in the pharmacy, and sometimes you complain, and I do, how high it is, is given to us by God through the wonderful minds and the research and the study of an incredible creation. 
Food and drink and house and home and work and country and rest and school are gifts that come from God for us to live our life in his gracious care. Secondly, beginning with the Trinity at baptism makes a huge difference in our relationship with God. It's in our worship. It's, it's all a gift. How, do, how did we begin our worship this morning? We began with confession. It, not in the words that we have in the standard liturgy when we admit that we are poor, miserable sinners, but we confess that we deserve only temporal and eternal punishment. We know that we have sinned against God and each other in our thoughts and words and actions. But God came long ago as our Savior. He came not to be ooed and awed, but to cry out in agony on the cross. He came not only to be born in a manger, but also to be placed in a tomb. He came not just a star to guide the wise men, but also with an early morning sun rising when he rose from the dead. With all that Jesus has done, we're forgiven. In the mercy of God, Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to us to die and to rise for us. And for his sake, he forgives us all of our sins. He has, begin, he has given us the privilege of becoming his children. Our baptism places us into God's loving and forgiving arms right at the very start of our lives. And no wonder that in Matthew 28, Jesus says that we are to go and make disciples of all nations. We are to go and to tell others what Jesus has done for us. We are to go and to bring others to Jesus so that we can give what he, that we have received that loving forgiveness relationship. There was a former confirmand after she was a senior in high school, was asked by one of her friends why she really thought much about that, religion on others. She hadn't really thought much about that. She just always heard that we were to tell others about Jesus. So she goes and she asks her pastor, how he would answer the question. Now I'm going to answer, or ask you, how would you answer that question? Why do we tell others about Jesus? And if we think about it, it's because we want them to have what we have, the Father's love. We don't want them to miss out on the forgiveness that God gives to us. Our desire is that they have the strength of the Holy Spirit with them during the tough times in their life, like now and the times of thanksgiving. We believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, so that we go and make disciples because what Jesus has done for us makes all the difference in the world in our relationship with God. And when you begin with baptism, 
in the name of that triune God, it makes a whole difference in your life. Thirdly, it makes a huge difference in the kind of people that we become. We believe the Holy Spirit has brought us together into a church to become different people. People who listen to what Jesus says and to become his disciples in this troubled world. People who want to do what is good and right and helpful. That's what we are all about as a congregation. In April 1980, one of my older brothers, who was a pastor from South Dakota, died of a brain tumor at age 38. He died during Holy Week. His funeral was held on Saturday before Easter, and the next day was Easter Sunday, and I went back to preach in my dual parish in a joint Easter worship in Iowa. It was hard giving that sermon after you were in the church seeing your brother laid to rest. But after that service, the expression of sympathy offers of prayers and words of care from these fellow baptized believers showed me once again what a precious gift the church is as the Holy Spirit works among us. In 2013, I was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. And during Crossville, Tennessee, prayed for me, offered words of encouragement during this difficult time. And the amazing thing was that God heard the prayers of his faithful people, and my cancer went, from, went into remission and has never come back. That act of kindness from these fellow believers, baptized believers, once again showed me a precious gift the church is as the Holy Spirit works among us. And I have seen that in your congregation, being here for just a few short months. When people are experiencing difficulties in their lives, you have shown concern by praying for them and even when I had a health problem, you were concerned for me. That's what a congregation does. That's the precious gift of a congregation when the Holy Spirit works among us. You see, it makes a whole difference, a huge difference in the people that we become, that the Holy Spirit brings us together to support, to encourage, to teach, and to build each other up. All because the Holy Spirit gathers us together in the name of the triune God. How you begin makes a whole difference in what happens in your life. And one way to remember the wonderful start you have in the church is to remember your baptism. This baptismal certificate is special to me because this is where I began to live, to really live, when my father, the Reverend Arthur F.H. Wiegert, poured water over my head in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
My life truly began on December 17, 1944, the day that I was baptized at Concordia Lutheran Church, Springfield, Illinois. And ever since, how I, ever since how I see life, my relationship with God and who I've become is because of the joyful beginning in the name of the Trinity. Today is Trinity Sunday. And I can think of no better way to celebrate this church festival than by thanking our triune God for getting us off to a great start in the waters of holy baptism as we begin our faith lives in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When you begin like that, it makes a huge difference in your life. Amen.